This episode of Waiting for Seconds contains talk of sex, sexual education, sexual trauma, and purity culture. Listeners who may be sensitive to those elements, please take note. cold open we might find something yeah we might find something i might just do a bit we might just do a bit this might be the bit this might be the bit <laughs> all right bits over bits over bits over bits over take two this is waiting for seconds the interview podcast where we ask people who they are and why they are i'm malcolm out kelton i'm here with shannon miller uh, and today we've brought uh, along aaron and gabriel you guys wouldn't mind going ahead and introducing yourselves. Hi, I'm Erin. I'm Gabe. Um, we are from Washington. We are um, about a year into our married life. Um, we have an idiot cat named Thor and a lot of plants. Um, so glad to be here. We're glad well, to, to have, have you. you on here. Um, I met Erin and Gabe. What is it? We said like in 2016. Yeah, I'm not going to put a number to that. <laughs> but I met Gabe a year after. Two years. Two years. Two years after. Was it my senior year? Yeah, Gabe. Yeah. Um, junior, I think. No, Shannon's was a year, Shannon was a year ahead of us, so it was our junior year, Shannon's senior year, that oh, you came to right. the school. Ah. Yeah. yeah, so I met Erin first my sophomore year. I knew her by association. Uh, through our third episode guest, Adam. Uh, just like a family friend. Really kind of weird thing. roundabout way, though. Um, yeah. Very loosely tied to the Taylors, so. <laughs> which, which is true. Um, and then I got to know her through, like, Sylvan and through other classes. That the friend we... group that we were both a part of. Oh, yeah. Because, okay, so the fun thing about how I got to be friends with that particular group, they were originally my sister's friends. And then when I came in as a freshman, I was like, I refuse to be the little sister who mooches off of her sister's friends. And then in the middle of my freshman year, my sister decided to switch groups. Um, and so because I was in choir with the entire, like, crew, um, mm. Sylvan was the select choir for context. Um, choir and Sylvan <laughs> and all the music drama nerds um, hung out together. So Shannon was one of those. Way to oust me. Yeah, I, I was a theater. Did. I was a theater kid. I know. Yeah, you were. You did a really <laughs> good job too. Dang. Hey, we can tell, bud. <laughs> Thanks, Malcolm. Um, and then I met Gabe. Uh, my senior year, it sounds like. Uh, he was my... One of my... Uh, you were my dudes. RA. Yeah, I was your residential assistant. Yeah. Oh! <gasps> today's the day! It is today. You get to learn. I get to learn! Uh, context <laughs> for Malcolm. There was a... I, Gabe, I guess, was a really good sneaky boy. And he okay. snuck out of the dorm a couple times. And I'm a bad RA. 
and let it happen. <laughs> I didn't let it happen. I was fully passed out. Um, so for any Auburn teachers who may or may not be listening, please stop um, right now so <laughs> you don't uh, hear about this because I'm sure that some of these methods are still in use. So mad. Go and say the story. What happened? Well, it happened a couple of times, really. Um, wait, did did you know about my tattoo? Actually, we're gonna start off with that one. I didn't know about your tattoo. The cross tattoo that I have on my wrist. That that came from uh, the dorm. Um, Who did tattoos in the dorm? I, I was will, so angry. I will not be name dropping uh, until Craig is gone. Okay, <laughs> we'll get Craig bought out of here, and then we'll. Then we'll do it. <laughs> um, and then, ah, uh, so. Another one of the guys in the dorm gave him said tattoo. Yeah. And he told me, um, when I asked him about it in high school, he told me his aunt did it. So um, there, you have a question in your list, Paul, uh, that, uh, have you ever lied to your significant other? This is the only time I've lied to my significant other. <laughs> What's the biggest time? Maybe white lights, but other than that. Because at the time, she was, I was going to the school and was a goody two-shoes. And I was like, mm, mm. I don't know if you're going to rat me out. And I don't know that I wouldn't have, <laughs> to <laughs> be honest. Um, but there was a downstairs uh, dorm room that had a torn screen. And the only way to take the screen out was through the outside so your kids couldn't sneak out but because there was a tear in this one you were able to pop it out and it was in a spot where the cameras couldn't see and so you could slip out and if you were a cool kid you had a longboard and you could go longboarding down to the quick stop or through back of the lane or heck go out to the airport and Airfield, it's not an airport. Sorry, airfield. my bad. Um, but airport. if you're real brave enough and you have your handy dandy multi tool like I did, you can <laughs> sneak kids into um, Gibson, the burned down dorm in the back of the school. No. Where yes. the first night we snuck around it and it was. Uh, Mostly just kind of scouting out. But then the next weekend, found a window that I, with my window installing um, expertise. expertise, was able to finesse my way through a window by disassembling it. You nerd. <laughs> and then, find, like, just kind of roaming through Gibson. They use it for, like, oh, who would come out and, like... Squat. Was it SWAT? It was SWAT training. We we took a couple selfies with uh, dummies and stuff that they left in there. Found a bunch of like files oh, and stuff. Terrifying. And then in the he basement, should videos. in the basement, they have I don't know. It, it, people have definitely been down there and doing stuff because there was like it was definitely a smoke sesh like spot in the basement. And then the rest of the basement was this really creepy maze like it was it was literally like we found the map that they were trying to like make it was called the gorilla maze or tunnel something and 
I'll send you pictures later, Shannon. But um, I still have that map, and it's in one of the boxes I have back in Shelton. So and mad. we would go through there with, like, masks and stuff on just because, I don't know, there was rumor that there was, like, a bunch of asbestos down there or something. Lead. It was terrible. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, it's, uh, rebelling with Gabe. <laughs> You're a monster. I am. <laughs> I know. Um, and he was in the middle um, of dating the, the like, goodness. most straight-laced <laughs> student. Two? The who? Um, huh? The what? The most, most straight-laced student? Like, by the book, shoes. Goody Two-Shoes? <laughs> teacher's pet? Teacher's ah, child? Mm, I'll sneak mm-hmm. out in my skinny jeans and chain and vans wearing my bullet club jacket and hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a different time. Go longboarding. I'm just mad. Don't worry, I've beat him into submission now. Mm. Do you break laws? I speed. <laughs> Ooh, you're such a bad boy. <laughs> it's if I swear. I won't swear. Because I want your mom to listen to this. Malcolm, we can't swear. No more swearing? All right. Not on this episode. We do That's this rough. for Opal Mom. Gabe's like, wait, wait, I'm going to swear. You can swear once. Wait, no. no oh, so it's, for one. it's for mom. Well, Cause, it's because we're gonna make mom listen to this. Yeah. He looks very pained right now. All right, you gotta choose your word wisely. I'll choose one spot where I'll put in one good solid. I don't know, buck. And ah, that, was ah, that was it. Ah, edit it out. Editor, editor, editor. Ah, the program glitched. Ah, dang it. Uh, no. So. Uh, yeah, how did you guys meet? Let's let's break the ice. How did you guys meet? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Um, I think we were both eleven when I moved from California to um, Shelton, Washington, a little uh, redneck town north of Olympia, west mm-hmm. of Olympia. Heck yeah. Um, my mom got a teaching job at Shelton um, Valley Christian School. Um, and naturally, as I am her daughter, I had to come too. Um, and I think it was like the second week that I was living there. Um, I went to the church that's right by the school and there was like this really cute boy. Um, and the boy sitting next to you. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) It would be a really weird story if it wasn't that boy. (laughs) No, ew, stop. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, so through sixth grade, we had crushes on each other, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Um, There was other relationship drama, other, you know, people, um, because I wasn't allowed to date. Um, Mm. And so Gabe actually had a girlfriend during that time, and I didn't even know about it. So is it a real relationship? I'm not sure. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and then my eighth grade, um, we, we graduated eighth grade together as the only two eighth graders in the school because it was a teeny tiny little private school. Um, and uh, we went our separate ways. Gabe went to public school in Shelton and my family moved to Auburn so we could live at home and go to an Adventist high school. Um, 
And then our junior year, halfway through junior year, Gabe transferred to Auburn Academy. What are you laughing about? You're flying through this story. Sorry, do you want me to go slower? No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of a sudden, we're, we're already in Auburn. I was like, whoa, wait, hang on. I'm just giving, like, the spark notes. Ugh. Anyway. This is going on an essay, Gabe. Pay attention. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I should start taking notes. Um, our junior year, Gabe transferred to Auburn um, halfway through, and... Um, halfway through the school year and we he didn't ask me out until like the next September so our senior year September of our senior year he finally asked me out even though everybody already thought we were dating um it's on the other side of that like I was the new old friend so I was like I'm not trying to like intrude on any kind of friend group or like for mine. current half oh, like even then like I was like I'm just a friend here, and then anything that was going to happen was going to happen. I was like, all right, all right. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> Both of us admitted that we were not looking for a relationship when we first started hanging out again at Auburn. Um, and then we <laughs> uh, were in a relationship. And um, within a month of dating, we had already established that we were not in a relationship to waste time. Like, if we were in a relationship, Dang. it was to see if we were going to be compatible. Like we, weren't, like, we weren't committing that we were going to get married. We were dating to figure out if we wanted to get married. Uh-huh. Kind of thing. We weren't there to waste time. Um, we weren't there for titles. Yeah. Um, so we dated for three years before we got married. Um, we were engaged That's for true. a year. Wait, has it... No. You dated for three years? We dated for three years before we got married, but one of those years we were engaged. Time flies. I know, isn't that really crazy? Like... That's crazy. We just had our first anniversary, like, three weeks ago? Our first That's... married anniversary? It's the 29th. The 30th. Dang it! It's the last <laughs> day of June, Shannon. It's not that hard. Man, it was one day off. <laughs> God, buddy, I believe in you. It's okay, it was... Okay, I was the weird girl who wanted, like, a wedding on a Thursday, so it's kind of my fault. That's okay. We took It had to be in June. I wanted a June wedding, but I didn't want, like, an early June, and all of the other weekends were spoken for, so. Mm. We took a weekday. We took a weekday. <laughs> anyway, that's a spark notes of our relationship. That's so, dang. childhood sweethearts turned high school sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe childhood crushes is better. Yeah. yeah that's a better title. Yeah, we didn't start dating until we were I was I was seventeen? Yeah. When we started dating. We were both mm, seventeen. But our first date was your eighteenth birthday. Because you two um El uh, no, no, no Garcia's. Garcia's, yeah. Is that an Auburn? Yeah. yeah. It's a little Mexican restaurant. Had the we... best fajitas. Did yes, you and there? I yeah. you and I went there that one year when you were Luigi for Halloween and I was like a random princess. Hell yeah. And you ate a mushroom <laughs> and did like the voodoo thing. That's Hell cool. yeah. Cool. I, love that. I have a video of it so somewhere. Cool. It's beautiful. <sighs> um what was your first impression of each other? 
And first impressions. Um, I'd actually kind of like to go first on this one. Uh, I, I was uh, born and raised in said redneck podunk town. <laughs> and uh, when I was sitting in uh, class that day and two random girls come in, I was like, who the heck are these people? Uh, come to learn that you know, a couple weeks later, they're, uh, they're actually going to school there now. So I... Uh, uh, I think I decided I kind of liked this girl when she was hiding behind her mom's desk. Oh my god! Cherry red because she was embarrassed about something, and like I couldn't tell if she was crying or laughing. And I was like, "Are you okay?" I was so scared. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was embarrassed about. And, uh, but yeah, that kind of <clears throat> grew into a crush, and. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was a uh, weird strangers who aren't from Shelton. Yeah, I'll put a name on it. That's okay. You put a name on what? Shelton. I already said Shelton. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's why I should have taken notes. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is on the essay. Come on, man. There's a test. Right. Oh, man, I'm failing. Um. Yeah, I I remember meeting Gabe at church like a week before school started. Um, and I thought he was, like, really cute. Um, Gabe has always been, like, the dark and mysterious kind. Um, yeah. In middle school, he had, like, an emo phase. So he was literally dark and mysterious. Um, or a lot of sweaters. Sweater yeah. And so, I don't know, that just kind of caught my attention. Plus, he was the only boy there at the time that was my age. And I was like, mm. so I guess that's my crush. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. I've, I, I was kind of, I don't know, boy crazy at that point, a little. Um, and then we started going to school together, and um, you know that thing where introverts make friends by extroverts adopting them? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm an extrovert, and so therefore I have to adopt introverts, and Gabe wouldn't talk, so I therefore had to make him talk. Um... I was like, I gotta get to know this person who won't talk to me. I don't know. I was kind of annoying. <laughs> and then what, what did it look like when you guys, you know, went away for a couple of years and came back together? Was um, that a back to being, you know, wanting to be at least friends? Or was that a... So, while... Um, in eighth grade, I remember like begging God to um, send this boy that I had a crush on to the school that I was going to go to because I wasn't allowed to date till I was 16. I was like, please just keep him around me until he turns 16. <laughs> um, and then he didn't get sent to Auburn County. I was like, well, I guess it's not meant to be, you know, fate and all that. Um, and so uh, we both went our separate ways and we had other relationships and when um, Gabe came to the academy, I had kind of sworn off dating because I, the last guy I had had a crush on was kind of an idiot. Um, I'm sure Shannon doesn't remember, or maybe, I don't know if you remember hearing about that, but Do you want uh, we're not going to name any names. Okay, because I don't remember. Cool. Anyway, um, I don't know. I was just kind of irritated. And so I was like, you know what? I could just be friends with guys. It's okay. 
and um, then Gabe transferred in and um, I was like, great, it's an old friend from a while ago. And one of the girls in my English class was like, okay, show me a picture of him like five minutes ago. So I showed her a picture of him and she goes, oh my God, if he got his haircut, he'd be hot. I was like, I mean, I guess if you're into that. And then he came and he actually got a haircut. I and I was came like, to the dorm and took like a set of shears to my head yeah. in the gym room. Yeah. Um, he came and got a haircut, that. and I was like, wow, that is my type. What was that, Shannon? I remember your long hair. It was just like to the was... middle of your back, yeah? Uh, Not quite that long, but no. it was definitely below his shoulders. It was, it was longer before. It, it was like a. Some point during the summer, I ended up cutting off or doing like kind of like an undercut type thing. I remember and so that. Like my hair that was, was growing out. That it was trying to yeah recovering from that, and it was disgusting. It was really gross. Mm. I have a pic, and I'll send it to you. And reset it. Oh. Yeah, send it to me. Reminiscing okay. right Here. now in the I middle of the I don't have my phone on me. Do you have it? I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. Okay, well, I'll send it to you anyway. Oh, you have my phone. Never mind. Just kidding. Yeah, and then um, we were kind of determined to be friends um, for our junior year, uh, which is why we weren't dating when everybody thought we were dating. Um, neither one of us was looking for a relationship at that point. Which one am I sending? Oh, it's not in there. I also have one of, like, the three of us. We went to go get Froyo or something. You, Shannon, and me. When you first came to the Academy. No. Did we get Fro... Yeah, we did. Or, that. Maybe Weird. it was Fro... Maybe it was something else. We went to get food, the three of us. And my yeah, mom drove was, us. It was frozen. Was it? Was that might be in Snapchat. It would be 2018? Anyway. Um... We were pretty much determined to be friends, and then um, everybody was, like, asking if we were dating, uh, or asking me. I don't know if they asked you. No. There was a guy at one point who asked Gabe to put in a good word for him, <laughs> and then Gabe started dating me very shortly after that, which is pretty funny. Sorry, buddy. And I didn't learn about that until years later. I thought that guy and I were just friends. So that's my bad. I mean, it didn't work out for him. You could truly, you could keep saying certain person. I would have no clue. That's okay. It's two different people. All right. It's okay. I can text you the names later. (laughs) I think I know the first person that you mentioned. Probably. You guys have been dating for three years now, you said, right? Yes. Have there been any major ups and downs throughout that? I mean, obviously, I assume the wedding was a pretty big up, but... Right. That was definitely <laughs> Just, uh, a nice thing. Small Had fun with that. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing about dating somebody that you have known since you were an adolescent is you're both growing so much. And you're both changing so much. Like, your personalities are changing. Your preferences are changing. Your frontal lobe is still developing. Um, There's just literally, there's so many things going to change in, like, the younger years of, you know, being a grown-up. So, I think the 
the biggest thing for us dating for so long or dating at such a young age for so long specifically is learning to adapt to each other's growth um and loving the person that your partner is changing into because you know we're we're continuing to grow and grow up um so it the biggest challenge i think is actively loving the person that you're growing into that does sound like a a lot sorry what that sounds like it can be a lot learning who that oh, person yeah. is that you i mean have effectively committed yourself to right i mean it, it i don't know not to sound cliche or anything but um the love the love that you have for that person is enough or should be enough um I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's okay. I I think I I think I understand what you're saying that love for uh those individuals, those significant others as they grow it it changes. Right. But but it it never stops the amount of love you're giving. Right. Mhm. Um, it's also like really important to love the change that you see in each other and use that love to help um, support healthy change in yourself as well as in each other. So like I see Gabe doing healthy habits and I want to use that to influence my own healthy habits. Or if I see something that's unhealthy, then maybe we work on that together kind mm. of thing. Has there been any big struggles in your guys' relationship? Um, Either growth or just something that you didn't know about each other until you started dating? Um, I feel like less so while we were dating, but when we got married and we're spending every single day, yes. Um, I found out I am very annoying to sleep with. You're not bad at all. I'm I'm um, used to it now. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, she's learned to love it. Yes. <laughs> um, but also just kind of day to day habits like where you leave dishes and um, clothes. Yeah. Um, sharing a bathroom is definitely a trial sometimes. Um. Yeah, I have a lot of like, uh, products. Um. I'm a I'm a hairstylist, so I have like all of the hair stuff as well as like makeup and skincare and whatever. So the bathroom is full of mostly my stuff. Um and yet Gabe still manages to make a mess. <laughs> but there is like a, a Gabe corner of the, like the bathroom, right? Yes. Behind the mirror there's a shelf. It's a very small shelf. <laughs> <laughs> And in the morning, yeah, I'll, I'll leave out like a cool thing, and then my toothpaste will be on the counter. Then whenever I rarely do trim my beard or shave it oh off, oh my god, the little beard hairs everywhere! They're so <laughs> I, I dust it off as much as I can, and there's still like stray hairs everywhere. I'm like, everywhere, oh, man, dude, I get it. My cousin and I have bonded over the irritation of men's beard trimmings. All over the bathroom. 
Like we've actually bonded on that. She sends me like videos of like products designed to help men contain their beard clippings. vacuum thing on Like a bib for That's crazy. For beard bib. I need it in general to just catch all my food. <laughs> you just need a bib, man. I just need a bib. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but I can't see it. And then you got uh, friends like me who don't tell you about it. That's right. Yeah. St- oh, I can't say bad words. <laughs> oh, I want it. Like <laughs> uh, Shannon, Shannon was just vin- visiting us, mm. and uh, Gabe and Shannon were talking for like half an hour or something like that. The entire oh. time, Shannon had marshmallow in his mustache and Gabe did not bother to say a single thing. Monster. Hey, you could have been saving it for later, right? It was everywhere. It was in one spot. (laughs) That's everywhere. (laughs) It's very, like, tail end of the mustache. Okay, so um, growing up, my dad never kept facial hair, right? right? So I never thought, like, growing up, that I would have to consider significant others facial hair. Um, that never was something I, I worried about because, you know, my dad never had a beard and he was the only like male in my immediate family. So I, you know, just no mustaches. Right. So like starting to date someone who did keep facial hair was such a weird thing for me to think about. Um, and I have to say one of the most annoying things is when you kiss someone and their mustache gets in your mouth. Mm. It drives me insane. I feel bad about that, but also, like, I like my mustache. She wants to, like, <laughs> curl it? Oh, man. When I was young, I knew I was like, if I grow facial hair, because I have strong native genes, so, like, usually the, like, natives don't have, like, good, like, beard growth mm. but as soon as i like, started coming in i was like thank goodness and uh for the longest time i didn't know no but like burnsboro came in first and nobody told me that there was like because look at your own face you don't see like the sudden you know or like slower uh growths and everybody else was like he's got some gnarly looking sideburns and it wasn't until looking back on pictures after like it all started growing in properly, I was like, "Who let me have these gnarly sideburns?" There we go, Shannon. You're a monster for letting me have that. There. Ah. The the marshmallow was just payback. You were you were around for the side. Didn't say a damn thing. I would never. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, mom. You you used your one. so as you guys developed together and i mean i have to imagine that a lot of your personalities and your own beings developed around being with this you know being with each other have there been any major like changes in your personality in your habits in your being because of your significant other Okay, so you know that thing where, like, the five people that you have around you most um, are, like, contributing factors to your personality? Mm-hmm. 100% true. And when you go from, um, like, 
I don't know, having friends to all of a sudden spending literally every second of every day together, um, <laughs> you tend to adopt a lot of their personality traits. So um, very quickly when we started dating, we noticed uh, picking each other, picking up each other's um, like catchphrases or habits or like stuff like that. Um, I know that when I was in high school, I had a really big problem with like, I don't know, repetitive tapping or repetitive noises. And then I started dating someone who can't sit still. Um, <laughs> like, it's repetitive all yeah, the time. His, his finger's day. always like drumming on things or his leg's always like shaking or um, he's always like doing things. And at first <laughs> it drove me crazy. And now I've gotten to the point where it's only like obnoxious if it's like, um physically getting... moving me like if we're sitting on a bench and he's shaking his leg and like my entire person is moving maybe we tone it down a little please before i kill you um and then like i don't know i i've become more Tesco tolerant to things that annoy me um what is jokingly yeah i do i do <laughs> i do mean that jokingly i'm not actually going to kill him Police, this is not evidence. You cannot use this against her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. For legal purposes. For legal reasons. Or you said if I do die, not to check here. Yes. <laughs> Don't check here. It, it won't Don't check here. This isn't it. If no Gabe way. dies, delete this whole episode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Will do. That's that's in the recording. So That is... It is legal. I think that's how that works. It's legal. Craig got it. What about any major, like, positive... Uh, oh, God, I can't think of the word now. Influences? Yeah, and either of those will work. I missed that. What? Uh, can you repeat the question? What changes? Have you guys had any really positive, like, changes on one another? You know, helping get rid of bad habits or helping form new very good habits or... Um, I started working out when I started dating Gabe. Or let's go. Later Ooh. in dating Gabe. Um, so that's definitely a positive effect that mm -hmm. he's had on me. Um, I definitely... I'm a very, very anxious person. So, um... When Gabe and I were early dating, I would have, like, panic attacks, or I would just spiral, and he got really good at talking me down from those um, without being, I don't know, like, overbearing or making me feel stupid, or, um, so he helped me process those um, feelings and thoughts without, like, making me feel small for my anxiety. <laughs> Um, I was not very good about taking care of, like, mm, what is it, like, my own personal hygiene. Like, I was, I was clean, like, I took showers, <laughs> but, like, I was, I was, I was like, oh, my teeth are fine, I don't need a brush right now. Uh, you know, my beard's a little straggly, that's okay. Um, a lot of, like, when we weren't seeing each other every day, um, I was a lot more lax about it. But, like, if you're going to kiss somebody every day 
You gotta you have clean, you gotta you gotta have clean teeth. <laughs> I gotta keep my beard clean. Um, so I get like I learned a lot more about advanced healthcare. Um, including skincare. Yeah. So, but with the job I have, it's kind of hard to avoid. I always end up with dirt all over my face, mixing it with like bleach, and it just. Oh, my skin's doing horrific right now, but I'm trying to keep it. <laughs> yeah, another thing is, um, so I'm, I've am i been a uh, vegetarian my entire life. Um, and I am, honestly, I'm super squeamish about meat. Um, like, and, and Gabe's not, I grew he's up mostly. Carnivorous. <laughs> he's mostly vegetarian now, but like, he still, he still like enjoys his carne asada burrito, burrito or. Get a burger. Um, mcdonald's yeah and so like the idea of kissing him post eating dead animal grosses me out so i won't um yeah (laughs) gross um so i don't know it it it, that was something that we had to adjust to but he's always been very respectful of that um yeah, I used to insist that after he ate meat, he had to brush his teeth like three times before I would kiss him again. We're down to one <laughs> time brushing your teeth. Um, but like, I don't know. People have like, I don't know, asked me if I'm mentally ill because I won't let him kiss me after he brushes his teeth, uh, after he eats meat until he brushes his teeth. Um, one of my classmates, when she met Gabe or or she introduced to someone else that we knew. She was like, "Yeah, and Arrow like won't let him kiss her uh, unless he brushes his teeth after he eats meat." Like that was his cameo. But like my issue. I don't know. It's understandable though. Like if you're like, "Oh, they just ate dead animal," and that's your thought process. I mean, like I wouldn't want to kiss them either. But I mean, that doesn't bother me. So, but it does bother you? It makes sense in my eyes. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I get it. Thank you. I more think of it as uh, my buddy and his wife. She is deathly allergic to dairy, and Ooh. so oh. he has dairy on his lips, and they go to kiss. It's a big no-no. So, right. like, they usually That's like right. wait an hour, or he brushes <laughs> his teeth, or something like that. Yeah. So, I get it. It works. Cool. Yeah. My parents do the same thing with gluten. Oh yeah, that's right. Your mom's your mom's gluten free. Let me ask your mom. She's celiac. Oh, gotcha. Um, I would like to ask, what do you guys think of uh, society's idea of what a man or a woman should be, either in a relationship sense or maybe just in a. what is what's the word? Vital. Sure. General. Uh, uh, Overarching. In gener- uh, I was thinking of like the the woman does this, the man does this. Their their roles. Roles. In life. Yes. What what's Honestly, your thoughts on that? Society's role. Honestly, <laughs> I think it varies so much from person to person, much less couple to couple. That no one should have a defined role in a relationship. Um, like, 
we should be there to love and support and um, be there for your significant other. But like, I don't know, check your expectations. I, I heard recently something about expectations and you need to um, be aware of the expectations you're setting for your significant other without um, telling them that you expect that of your significant other. Um, like I expect something when Gabe gets home and he doesn't do that one random thing that I'm expecting. And then all of a sudden I'm upset. Um, and Gabe doesn't know that I'm upset or why I'm upset because I never told him what my expectation is. Mm. Does that, does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Um, right now, um, and I don't know. It also depends on, um, like the perfect person's preferences. Like one of my favorite hobbies is cooking. So therefore I do most of the cooking in the kitchen. Mm. Um, I'm also, I'm not working right now. I, I just graduated from school and I haven't found a job yet. So I'm home all the time. So I do the lion's share of the housework because I'm home and I'm not contributing financially or, um, and Gabe happens to, to be a workaholic. So, uh, <laughs> it works out that way right now, but that, doesn't mean it's not subject to change. Let's say five months ago, I was the one that was sitting at home all day, every day, and you were the one going to school, early. going to work, and <sighs> doing all the things. Um, in your traditional male and female house rule, house roles, um, the man goes to work, earns the money, the woman manages the household. Right? That's that's your traditional nineteen fifties perfect American household, right? Mm -hmm. um, as it is, uh, Gabe does go out and earn the paycheck, but that's right now. Down the road when I have a job, who knows, like, who's to say I won't be making more money and maybe Gabe will have more time off to work on his hobbies or own his own like business maybe, and he can take his own time, he can make my, his own schedule. And, um, you know, depending on where we are financially, when we have kids, either one of us will be the one staying home and taking care of the kids most of the time. I mean, uh, if I make more money, then Gabe's going to be a stay-at-home dad. Um, if Gabe makes more, more money, then I'll be a stay-at-home mom. Like, it, it depends on the situation and, you know, where we are at mentally kind of thing. Mm. Um, right now, I'm... Uh, Gabe makes the money, and then I manage the money because I have a better understanding of like budgets and financing um, just because of my education. So I don't know. Um, it saying that specific tasks belong to specific roles is unfair to the person who is in that role. It's ultimately a more reactive relationship where you come to understand each other and your circumstance in life and create those roles for yourself without the predefined expectation. Right, exactly. The thing where it says every relationship is 50-50 is so outdated because maybe I can't give 50% that day. Like, my, my brain isn't operating. Like, I simply can't give 50. So that means... Gabe needs to pick up the slack that I simply can't take that day. Another day, Gabe might be at, like, 30%. So I need to make up the extra because, you know, 
in relationship it's it's never it's never 50 50 it's it's mutual give and mutual take hmm. yeah yeah for sure uh well i'd love to know you guys are uh, as you've mentioned a very young married couple Mm -hmm. uh, has that ever been a strange thing for people to get over or otherwise has there ever been anything about your relationship that people have a hard time understanding and might give you about that's right. my one <laughs> i mean to beep it. <laughs> a lot of our family has married young and so it's kind of normal for us but then outside mm -hmm. of that like people are like oh Usually you're supposed to wait, whatever, and you're supposed to date for longer, or... Your brains aren't fully developed. Exactly. You might change your mind. Um, yeah. I mean, our brains aren't going to change that much in the next four years. Yeah, um, they say your prefrontal cortex... Is that what it is? Prefrontal... Yeah. Frontal cortex lobe. Huh. Or frontal is, cortex. Is yeah. developing until, like... 25-ish, um, and so, I don't know, I feel like the most important thing in a relationship is not being at a certain age, but being in a healthy state of mind kind of thing, um, so, I don't know, like, we know we're still developing and changing, but we're aware of that, and we're committed to growing and changing together, mm. um, there was a girl in one of my classes who was just badgering me about why I got married so young. And she was like ratting on men. Like men are just trying to control you and they're always going to disappoint you. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, when the kids are up screaming in the middle of the night, you know, who's going to be changing the diaper you. And I, I guarantee you at some point you're going to look at your husband and say, I wish I had never met you. And I was like, wow, what a pessimistic way to look at commitment. Don't worry, I've got, what is it? What, usually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely been around kids longer than I have. So that like reflects back on our last question where like uh, societal roles, Gabe Ari is predisposed to be a better parent than I am because of his experience with like the neighborhood kids and his siblings and stuff um, that I never had. So, um, um, a, a lot of people have voiced concern for us for getting married at such a young age. Um, we were, we were both 20 years old when we got married. Um, and I've known a lot of couples who have had successful marriages at young ages. And I've also known a lot of relationships that fell apart when they got married at such a young age. And, um, you know, it, it, you can't say that your relationship isn't going to work because you started dating or getting started um, a life together when you were very young. Um, because that isn't across the board. Board. You know, there's so many different um, variables. Exactly. There's a lot of different things causing 
the success or fail of a relationship. And we both knew before we got married, um, before we even like got engaged, when we were very, uh, um, not very early, but like somewhat early in our relationship, like a year or so, we were like, yeah, if we get married, we're not just going to give up if things get rough. Like, we'll try therapy. We'll try counseling. We'll we'll talk it out. We, you know, um, neither one of us was willing to just Divorce is give not up. an option at first. <laughs> Divorce <laughs> is not an option unless there are, you know, specific issues like, you know, abuse or... Um, I can't think of any others right now, but, you know, there are things... Extenuating circumstances. Exactly. There we go, yeah. Extenuating circumstances where divorce is an option, but if we're like bored or we feel like we fell out of love or, um, yeah, <laughs> divorce, is, divorce is not just, you know, your go to. Mm. Extreme. <clears throat> well, you guys were talking about uh, like parenting and all that is that in the plan um uh, is is kids going to be a thing i guess yes a a better question is like where do you see your guys your guys's relationship in the next five years do you plan on having kids in the next five years different jobs so um when um i was a ta at my mom's school for a little while and i got really fed up with the kids at that school and so i would go to my in-laws and be like oh my gosh i don't like kids kids are just so annoying and gabe's mom was genuinely concerned for our relationship because she knew that gabe was was needing like gabe needed to be a dad like it's in his dna to be a dad it's in his personality gabe is is (laughs) gabe's going to be a fantastic dad um and hearing me say that i don't like kids was very concerning for her and she had to sit down talk with us and be like okay if you don't like kids maybe you should reconsider your relationship and i really appreciate the concern that she had for us um and it turned i i explained to her i don't dislike kids i dislike other people's kids when um, I'm in, I'm in charge of other people's children, and I can't actually interact with these children in a personal way. Um, mm. So I, I, I love like family, <laughs> small children, like siblings or my in-laws. Um, I love them; they're fantastic kids. Um, I, I, <laughs> I know I will be okay as a mom. I don't think I'd be okay as a teacher. That's where the difference is. Um, but then concerning ours, like, if if it's not in five years, it's probably because of financial. Because um, we don't want to just be like, oh, it's it's that time. we got to start having kids now. Have them out. Uh, oh, we want to make sure that we're, you know, financially situated. we got a place that we can actually raise them. In a mental and, sta- mentally stable place, too. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know when I'm going to start, like, setting up my own business. Uh, I don't, I don't, I want to try doing it before we have kids. So that way I'm not, like, in the middle trying to, like, raise a child, raise a business, raise a child, raise a business. That would be awkward. Mm-hmm. But I know that, uh, so yeah, I want to, I want to make sure that we're physical 
uh, fiscally solvent. Yes. Um, I, yeah, we, we definitely are planning on having kids. Um, three is the, the rough plan right now. Um, atomic family that may change depending on how, uh, how, uh, traumatizing pregnancy and labor is. Mm. Um, and if that ends up in adopting or, um, maybe surrogacy, if we're ridiculously wealthy, um, that kind of stuff. Um, I know I want to have had time in my career, um, and I want to be in touch with my career while we have children, um, which is the nice thing about working in trade is you can typically make your own schedule. I mean, as a hairstylist, I can just simply not schedule clients on the days that I want off or like the time frame that I want off. Mm -hmm. Um, I can work my schedule to make it so I can still be a part of my kids' lives, um, which I think is really important. And um, that would be the nice thing about Gabe owning his own business, too. So um, in in the next five years, we want to travel and see the world and maybe put down a down payment on a house and get to a point where we're fiscally solvent and do some investing. Um, we want to look at potentially starting to have kids in the next five years or so, like after, after the next five years, we want to, we want to experience life as a couple before we experience life as a family. We want to be established as a couple before we introduce kids to that. That makes sense. Know where everything stands and get to somewhere stable before, Exactly. You're introducing this giant variable. Right. One thing that neither of us had growing up was um, a stable financial situation. Mm. Um, I I went. My parents um, strongly believed in Christian education, so a lot of my childhood was paying for tuition. Um, and so that put a huge dent in my parents' finances. And um, even if it was just my one sibling and I, we were always a little tight for money because we were paying for Christian education. Um, and uh, for Gabe. Oh, my end, it was, uh, oh, I got to experience growing up while a parent was trying to build a business which ultimately ended up sinking. So all of our finances ended up going into said business. And we ended up living in like a part of the business building for a while. Um, and then uh, just moving around like family houses. Uh, it was never quite um, stable. So we want to have a situation where our kids will not have to experience that. Mm -hmm. I respect that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I would love to ask, uh, and feel free to nix this if it feels a little personal, uh, have you had any notable reactions from people, especially like family, to you guys getting together? Um, my or uncle was married. one of those... He had a couple of rough relationships himself when he was younger because mm. he didn't like fully learn himself 
Um, but I don't know. We he he kind of, he's really the only one I think. Yeah, I mean, when I was talking to my mom about um, like us potentially moving in together, she goes, "You two are already planning on getting married, right?" I was like, "Well, yeah, we're we're planning on getting married, but we can't really afford it right now." She's like, "Well, I can pay for the wedding, like." if you want to stick to this budget, which was a reasonable budget, um, she's like, why don't you just get married? I was like, you know what? <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so within like two years of that conversation, we got married, we were engaged and married or something like that. Um, so my mom, my mom and dad were really supportive. Um, I think his mom had more objections simply because she felt she was too young to have a son that was old enough to get married. She was in denial. She was in denial more than opposed to the relationship. Um, and since we've known each other since we were 12 years old, uh, we didn't really have an awkward meet the family moment, meet the parents kind of thing. We just That's knew true. each other's parents already, which was very handy. Um, my dad, when we started dating, my dad tried to intimidate Gabe, but Gabe had already known him to be like the big fluffy teddy bear that he is. Um, <laughs> So when my dad was like, don't you hurt my daughter, Gabe just laughed at him. Not that he would hurt his daughter. <laughs> Disclaimer. I laughed in his face. If, if Aaron Watch dies me. suddenly, uh, police, uh, don't use this. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> it's okay, we're deleting the whole episode if Gabe dies, so. Yep. True. Don't die. Don't die. Uh, don't die, we want to keep it up. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna be fully monetized by the time I die. <laughs> That's how I wanna live my life. Um, yeah, we didn't have any large reactions to like negative, other than Gabe's uncle, and who he was just kind of was like, "Here, I don't like books." Yeah, he was he was shoving a lot of um, propaganda at us mm. um, just to make sure. I know in his in his heart that he meant well, but he, in a couple of instances, he put things in a light that felt very direct, very directly um, against me, which was really hard for me because I had already always had um, a great amount of respect for him, and hearing him say these things to Gabe about me really kind of uh, hurt. A bit a little um and so gabe had to uh figure out how to balance family relationships um with the relationship that he was pursuing which is which was a lot harder than i thought it was going to be because i am a very family-centered man and so trying to change the mindset of current family to future family and then trying to make it they're all my family was a very interesting struggle i guess because mm -hmm. i don't know my family's always been my rock and so like trying to you know push two rocks together is very difficult i don't know if you knew noticed but like rocks don't like generally just kind of melt together but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah my my family loves her though so yeah i i, I feel good. like i've been pretty well accepted 
um, oh, especially. That's, that's the other issue is my family's primarily introverts. Yeah. They get adopted by extroverts. Oh. <laughs> so. And then when you're like trying to work your way into a new family, you don't want to step on any toes. Um, mm. And so a lot of that was um, <laughs> a lot of my hesitation to involve myself in the family was uh, um, anxiety um, because I didn't want I didn't want to um, uh, be overbearing or over exuberant or obnoxious, and that that's hard. Me going into your family is like playing opposite. Yeah, come on. My family is primarily extroverts, and Gabe's an introvert. So um, whenever we go to my family gatherings, everyone is just like, "Oh, Gabe, you're family." One cousin tried to uh, threaten him, and Gabe already knew he was full of stuff. So, um, stuff. I've already used my one. Um, he, he's full of something. Uh, so he ignored him, pretty much. Um, but the rest of the family was just like, Gabe's family, welcome right in. And everybody was super loud and talkative and trying to get to know Gabe. And Gabe was just completely overwhelmed by my very loud family. Um, and I'm very close with my extended family, uh, so that was a, an adjustment for Gabe, too. I love them all, but, like, ooh, my social battery. They they really know how to run it dry. Yeah. That's a good thing. It needs to run dry sometimes. Yeah. My, my extended family has always been really close, which is, um, I'm definitely blessed to have them in, in my life as such, like, strong characters. Um... But that was definitely an adjustment for Gabe. Um, I mean, it's 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 hard with sometimes having a big family, though. With with just all the people's sometimes too much for Gabe. <laughs> uh, well, I know you guys might have obviously your paths in life have crossed many times, but you have grown up different and in a number of different places. Have you ever experienced any sort of major differences in how your cultures and your family experiences have shaped how you see and understand a relationship? Oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. I, I lead more of a uh, secular lifestyle. Um, my family is big into like alcohol and a lot of my extended family is like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go with it. They're crackheads. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm no stranger to cursing. And um, a lot of my family isn't Christian. So going into her family, it was like, you know, oh, that's a, a lot of Jesus over there. <laughs> Oh, there's Lord no Jesus. there's no drinking at the wedding. Yeah, we did have oh. alcohol at our wedding because it was on my parents' property, and they were very much not okay with that. Um, I was okay. I I've gotten to the point where you know I'll have a, a glass of wine every now and then. Um, another really big fundamental difference, and I don't know if this is too R-rated, but I doubt it. Um, but premarital sex was um, a, a a bit of a point of contention. Because I was raised um, a little bit in purity culture, um, where you know you, you keep yourself till marriage, and um, Gabe was not, and so um, 
I don't know. It was, it was, I was trying to make Gabe understand why I was so opposed, but like, I don't know, like the, the value that I placed on waiting till marriage, um, just didn't, he didn't understand it. He was like, I don't know. He was like, well, we're planning on staying together forever anyway. I was like, okay, we don't. <laughs> and it's not like I was, like, trying to, like, convince her. No. It was just, like, I wanted to understand because, like, right. I, I was confused. I was like, it doesn't, okay. There was there was mutual difficulty with waiting for marriage on both ends. Um, and ultimately, we did not wait till marriage. And that's okay. Um but it, it, it was hard for me to reconcile the fact that I wasn't going to be less than if I didn't wait till marriage. I mean, so, yeah, that one was a, a big um, fundamental difference for us. From, from my understanding with, with the people that we've talked with, it's sex is one of those crazy and wild things that it's it's heavily emotional depending on who you are what religion you're a part of right what your family is like so i can i can understand where you're coming from right um i was i don't know i we knew okay so we waited i think two and a half years or something like two years yeah um we were dating for two years before we did anything. Um, and I don't know, it, I did cry the next day um, and had a little bit of like an emotional meltdown because I felt like I had betrayed how I'd been raised or something. Um, and so I called my sister who um, at that point had stepped away from the church, not, you know, completely denied Christianity, but, um, I, I knew that they would understand where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, so I called them and they, they talked to me, not like I had broken some big rule, but like I had just had a big life changing event. And I don't know the the, the fact that they were the first person that I spoke to and they didn't judge me was such a huge part of me accepting my new life change. Hmm. Purity culture is, mm, I don't know. There's something to be said for waiting for the right person and for not just like throwing it around, right? Um, I but I think different is like, is it like, an actual emotional connection, or is it just a, ah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's, that connection is like, I don't know, sacred, I guess. Um, Sex is very emotional for a lot of people. It's incredibly emotional. And so, Um, doing it with somebody that you don't care to, and you don't, who isn't able to, or willing to support you through that, can be very traumatic. Exactly. Um, on the other hand, if that is your lifestyle, I think it's so unfair to judge based on that choice. Like it's, it's not fair for me to go, um, 
say to someone who is sleeping around, like, I, it, it's not fair for me to say you're loose and therefore less, uh, less value. Um, because that's so damaging to mm. that person that I would be saying that to. Mm. Um, at one point, I got an email from my grandpa. On my dad's side, they communicate like business associates. So I got an email from my grandpa. <laughs> and um, it was basically uh, saying how if girls sleep around, they are significantly de decreased in value. And that's verbatim. Um, and he sent that to me because he suspected that Gabe and I were sleeping together um, because we slept in the same room on opposite sides. He sent that email. Yeah. At that point, we had not slept together. Um, and so hearing that got me, or reading that, I guess, <laughs> got me spitting mad. And um, I don't know, it, he, the shame that's associated with a lifestyle that's different from yours um, is just outrageous. I don't know. Um, but he, um, when he told me that he thought I was of less value because of something he thought might have happened, um, put a huge strain on our relationship. And um, I don't know, it, 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 it stung. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> something like that is so hard. And it's, I think it's ridiculous to teach little girls that you can't have sex because then you're um, like, like teaching from a very young age that sex is specifically for the person you're going to marry. Um, and if you have sex before you marry them, then you're less value or teaching that sex is bad in general is terrifying because as when those little girls grow up and they do get married how do you flip a switch from going sex is bad and sex is something you shouldn't do to being sex is a good um emotional connection or experience or whatever with the partner that you're supposed to supposed to be with um like you can't just flip a switch and be like sex is bad sex is good um because then you have so much trauma in that marriage too mm -hmm. And boys aren't taught the same thing um, at a young age. They, it's not nearly as stressed for boys. So um, then, you know, if, like, men and women, they're coming to that first experience with different points of view because guys have been looking forward to this for who knows how long, whereas the girls have been dreading this for who knows how long. I'm a husband. <laughs> That's so reassuring for you to say that. Did you say I'm a husband? No, he said I was kind of dreading it. Like I was, I was oh. nervous. Like I was like, it was like I don't know. There's there there was a lot of like not pressure, but it's like how do you say? Uh, hmm. Anxiety. Let, yeah, let's go with anxiety. I, I was very anxious about it because it was it was new. Nobody had ever talked to me about it. Like anything that I learned about it 
you know, about sex. It was like from pop culture. Not really pop culture. Really? No. Because that's what I learned it from. I kind of picked everything up from going to public school. Oh yikes! So it wasn't yeah. good, but also like the health class had nothing to do with it at, oh, all, yeah. at all. Actually, sex um, ed was or health class was useless to me. Taught me nothing. Especially at a Christian school. However, they did have a bowl of condoms, and they would have to restock it. Not week. at the Christian school. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, at the public school, they had to restock the uh, condom bowl. Uh, at least people are using them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe this is a topic for another episode or another person, but they need to fix like the sex ed class. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Uh-huh. I got it in fifth grade. It was not truly sex ed. It was how a vagina works and what my body's gonna go through. That's See, it. I didn't even and get abstinence. <laughs> I didn't even get that. I did not get any anatomy information. I didn't hear anything about how my body was going to change or how uh the reproductive system works or anything like that. I never got that education. So, so Did you just get strange. don't have sex? Abstinence? Yes. That was my Fuck. sex act, was simply don't. <laughs> That's rough. Um, and that included, like, leading up to my wedding. The week before my wedding, all of a sudden, it was okay to talk about sex. And all my grandmas and aunts and <laughs> church friends were coming up to me and making, like, these, these cutesy little remarks about, like, the wedding night or... Um, relationships and like my aunts were talking about sex and I was like wait this is okay now it's okay now that I'm getting married why why was I not spoken to about this before when I like I don't know I should have had more information about how my own body worked mm. before no. I got to the age where I needed to know that information not only is yes. it just so unhelpful to never tell you that, but truly so dangerous. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. I, I read medical articles to understand how, like, a period works. Like, I, I read um, articles on how STDs are transmitted or, um, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... All of the, the information that I got was from reading. If I had any questions, I looked it up. I didn't feel comfortable going and talking to the people around me, which is not, I don't know, it, it, it's a horrible situation, but it wasn't because they weren't willing to talk to me. It's because they never talked to me about it, so I didn't know it was okay to talk about it. Mm. I told my mom the night before my wedding that I was angry about that. That I had never had anyone talk to me about sex until the week before my wedding, and was the one. Well, that was your mom. Not no one on my in my my family. Gabe's mom gave us a sex talk a week into or a month into dating, maybe two months. Heck yeah. And then never said anything. We slept on the couch together, like just sleeping. Um, she was like, "All right, we're gonna sit down," and we had like a ten minute talk about wearing condoms, please. Very quick. And then we never talked about it again. You know what? I'm proud of I'm proud of your mom, Gabe. I never got that. She was like, 
I know this is like the actual like dating relationship. This is my first time. Um, and this is my first draft. Let's let's go with it. <laughs> She's like, I'm doing my good mom job. Good mom job. Oh, I did my I did my job. I can be I can be done talking about this now. <sighs> I mean, the best you can really do is do better for your kids. Exactly. True. I I don't have any any anger towards my parents by how I was raised. They made the decisions that they believed were best, and I can't begrudge them that because that's all I can do for my kids. Mm-hmm. But I can learn from how my parents parented me, and you know, adjust accordingly. And I know Gabe and I are going to make mistakes with our children. It's, it's going to happen. None of us are perfect. Um, you just have to roll with the punches and do the best that you can and hope that your kids don't hate you. I think that's a perfect way to, uh, end off this very long episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. We're so happy to be here. Um, thank you to Nadia Diaz for our podcast cover art. Her Instagram is in the description. It's at Arthead Creations. She does amazing work. Go and ask her to do art for you. She loves it. Do it. Do it now. Do it, do it. it. Just do it whenever. But she go check her out. Uh, thank you to Jensen Crawl, who made the intro and outro for the podcast. And check out his song, Knocking on Doors, for his musical Tea Time. We just listened to that, actually. We did listen to that day. He's a pop. It really is. I'm so proud of him. It's incredible. Good job, Jensen. I don't know if you listened to this, but it was was really good. I love him, but he doesn't answer any of my texts, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, for all those people who want to not be on the podcast but want to ask a question, send it to our email it's uh waiting the number four seconds at gmail.com that's also in the description i check it a lot actually um but thank you again aaron and gabe for hanging out with us and absolutely of course i know i i was i was harassed when i came over and visited you guys to be like when's your turn no, because you were saying is. that you wanted couples on your podcast, and then you had another couple on before us, and we took it very personally. You took it I took it, very, I took it very personally. You're only no. the no second shades best couple, couple before us, know. but... Actually, I was kind of excited to listen to the other one first. Well, that's how that's going to go along. Well, hey, yeah. now people after you. Uh, you know, third couple. Uh, is that really an honor, even? Yeah. <laughs> third, third place it's still bronze it's still bronze. third place it's still bronze it's yeah, good. yeah yeah it's good it's still fourth, place, fourth place is a participation uh, award that's nothing <laughs> but um thank you for everybody who, who listened uh we will see you guys on the next one take care on the shed on the shed on the shed